Ladies and gentlemen, gentlemen and ladies, welcome to another week, another episode of the Medicine Ball Podcast. You could have chosen to spend your time anywhere. You rock with me today. Thank you. I never take that lightly. Before we get into it, let my beat drop. Yes, yes, that's right. Welcome to Medicine Ball with your boy LS3 to be exact. And if you ain't in shape, at least your brain should be. Welcome. Ladies and gentlemen to the Medicine Ball Podcast Where we focus on giving your brain a six pack By exercising your mind Now exercising your mind means that you actively think about And deal with all situations by first Seeking to do anything other than what you are normally programmed And or comfortable in doing Now if you're someone who struggles and wants to get better At thinking about things beforehand As opposed to reacting in ways that require less effort Well just like anything you want to get better at It does require training practice and work now i'm well aware that thinking about things beforehand as opposed to responding off instinct does require effort and who doesn't prefer things that are easy well the first step my friends can be very easy and that's to begin to look at all things from an unbiased point of view which in itself will increase your curiosity in life now exercising your mind won't give you all the answers you will however begin to look at things with more peace understanding and patience while simultaneously equipping yourself with more tools and strategies to help you effectively deal with this thing called life now before we go any further i'm no doctor no psychiatrist no psychologist i have however been diagnosed with bipolar disorder level one for 16 years and to be honest i got to a point in my life where i was looking at the person i was becoming versus the person i wanted to be and that among other things required me to look at my mental health responsibly so whether or not you're diagnosed or know someone who's diagnosed or have symptoms or just want to know more about it it doesn't matter maybe you're one of the many people who could just use some tips tricks and different ideas to help you get through day-to-day life pull up a seat kick up your feet this is your family man welcome home no judgment zone this week's episode episode 513 season 5 episode 13 out of bounds let's go Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, gentlemen and ladies, to another week, another episode of the Medicine Ball Podcast. Real quick, like, subscribe, share this joint with somebody who you think might be going through something, please. All of that good stuff. While you're at it, go follow me on all social media platforms at Medicine Ball LS3. You can also check out that website, www.medicineballls3.com. Please, on Facebook Marketplace, as well as my Instagram, I still have merchandise available in my shops. Go in. And go support your boy. I appreciate it. Next week, hopefully, you know what I'm saying? I was, like I said, I'm trying to get my um a couple of speakers who are doing good things for the community. Um, One of them, well, both of them are my brothers, man. But one of them is uh my line brother, Vey. And the other one is my uh, older frat brother, Quill. They are heavily involved with philanthropy, community, service, and all of that good stuff. Very valuable, very good men. That will be coming up here in this season. Uh, Follow my guy Mamba as well. That guy Mamba, man. That man is always so popular, so much more popular to me, so much easier to promote his stuff. But um, go follow him. Like, subscribe, share, email me, hit me up, all that good stuff. The Wisdom app, too. I'm answering questions. Right now, I have about, like, 30 questions in there. Uh, it was about 60. I'm chopping wood because I, the responses are posted to my profile. And, you know, you can get likes, uh, engagement, things of that nature with them. So I try not to just blow through them. I try to sit down and take time out and be in the right mind space to answer those for you. With nothing else, I think that's all, man. Let's just go ahead and get to this episode. This week's episode, man, out of bounds. So I remember, you know, shout out to my mom. I always say this. She was real big on having us be involved in like 
not just sports, but any activity. And amongst those was Tang Sudo, which is an actual art form of, I don't want to say like attack, but self-defense. We're going to get into that. You know what I'm saying? It's subjective. But some type of martial art. And the particular dojo that I was with, like, and they may all be like that, but they were the real deal. And by that, I mean, like, once a year, there was this this competition, this karate competition. Like, I'm sure if you go on YouTube right now, you could just, like, Google it and look it up. And I mean, like, it would be similar to something with, with the uh, wrestling competitions where there's mats all over the gym and whatnot, but we're not wrestling. We're dealing with karate uh, or martial arts. I don't want to because it wasn't karate. Uh, martial arts. So this particular one, I was uh, reasonably young, but I had been, you know, dealing with Tang Sudo for a couple of years. And I was, I want to say maybe a yellow or orange belt, which was pretty, still pretty low. But I was to the form that point for my age group. And I have proof of this, right? I dare anyone to challenge me. I'll send you the trophy pics. They over at my mother's house. I go, go grab them joints and take the picture, right? But anyway, they had this competition, and for my age group, it was broken down into two, right? So I actually had an opportunity to win two events or get two trophies. And one of them was form. And for those of you all who aren't familiar with that, form is where you just kind of go through these particular, uh, and I want to be careful about it because I don't want to offend anybody, and I took it very, very seriously, and it's very serious, but it's like you go through specific movements, right? So, for instance, if you're a... a as Mamba grabs on something, I'm about to have to enter. No, big guy. <laughs> so if you're, uh, let's just throw out an arbitrary white belt, right? And you're doing a form, it might consist of eight movements. And the first movement might be a high block. The second movement might be a low block. The third movement might be a straight punch. A straight punch. The fourth movement may be to turn around, then to go back into a high block, low block, straight punch. And, you know, there's various levels of movements and, you know, these forms. They call them forms that you go through, right? And then they had uh, the scrimmage, right? The, the, you're fighting somebody, a spar. I wouldn't even call it a spar. It was a fight. They put the pads on and everything, but we were younger, so it wasn't as serious at our age. And so I actually won in my age for what I was doing, the forum competition at that uh, aspect. Uh, but I got second place and the sparring or yeah, I'll call it a spar, the sparring competition. And I remember this vividly, like my mom really looked out. So I had the arm pads and all everything on. I had on my, uh, my it wasn't a gi, but it was a, a uniform, right? And uh, I remember going against this kid. And now mind you, I'm younger. I had just went through my form and my form incorporated block moves, right? So I'm throwing some blocks out there. And now mind you, like this person is not from my particular dojo. Uh, I don't know them from a can of paint. And they're not doing the same uh, martial art that I'm doing, right? So this dude come out there with kick, 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 and I'm blocking him. And as I'm blocking him, I'm backing up, but I'm not paying attention to that. I don't understand, right? Follow me. And he throws a low kick, and it was a perfect block, perfect block. Like it wasn't even a slip off block or nothing. It was a perfect block, and they awarded him the point. And I was like, how did he get the point on that? And the referee at that time proceeds to let me know that yeah you it, you blocked it but you was out of bounds right so for boom let's just build on that because we're going into boundaries and out of bounds and things of that nature so in combat sports so like boxing mma you know what i mean anything where it's like some ropes or something like that the boundary lines are there for a couple of reasons but let, let's let, let's focus on just a few things right 
The first one is in MMA, they actually score you, the judges score you, and I think it boxing a majority time based on aggression, right? So even Floyd Mayweather, let's say that everybody says Floyd runs. How does he, how does he uh, win these fights? Well, Floyd understands points. You feel me? Yeah, he may jog, but when he do throw a punch, he's going to hit you. You're not going to block it. So if you go 12 rounds and, you know, that guy landed one punch and you landed four, you win. Right? So it's to force aggression. Uh, otherwise, some people would just run. Uh, even when I think back, and I don't want to promote no violence, but one thing about street fights, like when I had my little street fights, one thing that was always... um apparent to me was just like if there's nothing to keep you in bounds to force the aggression per se then some people would just like literally backpedal out of the situation it, 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 it lets you avoid the obstacle and aggression and when you're into these sports whether it be now let's move over to non-combat sports basically it's, it's a boundary that allows the physicality the rules of this game to operate right so when I, uh, you know, lost that point and ended up coming in second place because I did lose that match, I didn't understand the boundary lines. All right. So let's build on that. So a boundary just and this is just a loose defi definition is a line that marks the limits of an area. Right. Um, limit of a subject or a spirit of activity. I like that. The spirit activity. Like so it's kind of like this is where we operate in. While we within this. The, 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 these these lines, this spear, right? This is how we're going to operate. This is the game we're going to play. Life contains those boundaries as well. Of course, with people and relationships, but also when it comes to working. You know what I mean? If you celebrate a little bit, it could be drinking. You know what I mean? It can be gambling. Side note, I was playing a little, because it's just, it's just like, you have to have these boundaries. But side note, like, so I'm a nerd. I play a, a Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes. If anybody knows what that is, it's a mobile game, but it's really got a big community. And long story short, they have a little store on there. You could play the game for free, but it just takes time to refill credits and things of that nature. And you have to collect so many character shards, they call them, in order to level your character up. So you might unlock Yoda, right? But... It might be Yoda at three stars and the top is seven stars. So you have to collect the Yoda shards 85 more times. Now you go to a five star Yoda and then as you go up, it's more. So to get to seven stars, you have to collect 100 shards of that character. So they refresh these battles and these stores and things of that nature to where you can uh, go in there. And, and really, after I thought about it, what it is, is it's gambling, right? <laughs> It's gambling to try to see if you can collect these characters to complete these missions and so forth and so on. However, I have spent money on this game. Now, I don't do it often, but let me explain. I know I often talk to my friends and I'll be like, yeah, I don't be playing video games as much. But even as I'm having this conversation, I don't know if that's true. I just play them differently. Right. But um. I realize, like, for instance, I play NBA 2K. I even had an episode where I was so engrossed into it because I've been playing it for so many years. Y'all can go check that out. But that costs a substantial amount of money. So, you know, when I have spent money on this Star Wars game, it's something like $4.99. Like, I think I might have spent in total maybe $20 on the game, which I'm okay with because I realized that if I had purchased the NBA game, it would be $60 for that plus $50, $60 for whatever else you got to add on to to try to build and create your player. But the point of that is, is 
boundaries, right? You got to have them outside of just relationships. And I, I love that saying that too much of anything will hurt you. I don't say kill, but it will hurt you. It can't kill you, right? So let's talk about these relational boundaries, right? So we're going to break this down into three topics. Boundary setting, right? Um, we're going to talk about how it helps you to maintain healthy rela uh, relationships. We're going to talk about how it can help your physical and emotional mental well-being. And we're going to talk about how it can also help you to uh, develop yourself on the aspect of personal growth. All right. So let's get into the first point. Okay, so boundary setting is essential for maintaining healthy relationships. Now, well, I'm going to hold off for a second because that could possibly go into the second point, which is, you know, how to protect your emotional and mental well-being. But uh, let, let, let's speak to it. So I know a lot of times as a believer, you know, whether I'm dealing with uh, talking to my mom or my brother or a friend arbitrarily, or I might be in situations where I'm discussing a situation I have going on with another person to, you know, somebody different and not in a gossipy way, but just might be like, hey, yeah, I'm at the studio waiting on this man. I've been waiting an hour or something like that. And a lot of times I find that... um. Most people, and I'm aware of it, and this lets me know humbly that I'm going in the right direction, are like, why? If it was me, I wouldn't do that. Or why do you put up with that? Or, man, that's too much. That's making me upset. And if it's not bothering me, then I know because I purposely try to go above and beyond. We talked about empathy and things of that nature. So I know a lot of times with me as a believer, though, uh, it's, it's a thin line. And this is one thing that I had to learn to help me to set boundaries because, when it comes to the spiritual aspect, and I always talk about empathy and, you know, we show grace because God showed us grace. And I go into really deeply like how much grace he's shown us and how much forgiveness he shows us. Like I, I made that post, you know, uh, the Bible don't say keep the same energy. It say pray for your enemies. We should be glad he don't keep the same energy with us. Right. And what I have run into is that there are situations where it's a thin line because you could end up in a toxic or verbally abusive or mentally abusive situation trying to, I don't want to say captain save them, but just, just like trying to offer too much grace or overextend yourself. Now, again, if you're listening to this podcast, man, and this is your first episode and you're hearing me say this, don't do none of this stuff. You need to go back and listen to a couple of episodes first because people, us as humans, we tend to take stuff and run with it. Now, when it comes to boundary setting and maintaining healthy relationships with other people, I'm just going to focus in on just because there's multiple things you can do, but I want to give you all a start. I want to focus in on the main thing that I have experienced and when I coach people I hear breaks down when it comes to the boundaries of relationships and dealing with people, and that is communication. It is the rules of engagement for communication. Like, we can't even really get nowhere else. And I think sometimes a lot of people who get in these relationships and things of that nature, they blow right past this stuff because mentally lazy or not, but it's just easier to assume, right? Or easier to get caught up in maybe looks or, you know, um, intimacy or something like that. It's easier to do that and it's going to come back to bite you, right? So let's speak on it, right? So one thing that I think is important is and I'll say this, if the communication is natural or both people are intellectual to some point or able to under, just come because communication is a skill, then you may not have to do this. But I don't see it often. 
right? So the first thing you have to do is kind of set these rules of engagement, expectations, limits. For instance, it's okay to have a difference of opinion, right? It's okay to have a dispute. Uh, me personally, one thing that I'm not going to allow is, and I'll put it in caveman tactic for you. I'm not going to allow somebody to do something that my parents don't do to me, right? My parents don't just be yelling at me, calling me out my name, looking to say the most hurtful thing and low blow me, bro. My parents don't allow me to do that. So I will give a little bit leeway because as a believer, you know, and I'm pretty sure other believers struggle with this as well. When do you put put your foot down, right? When do you understand that like, yo, God's not cool with me taking this kind of abuse. God doesn't tell me to stand here and let somebody, you know, drag me through that. But the main thing is it's an everyday journey. Like it's not one thing that you kind of always, my accountability partner who I'm gonna get on the show too, um, or one of them, I, he, I always tell him like, yo, the, the, the journey's never complete. You're never complete as a person. You gotta do this stuff every day because it's a slippery slope, right? Now, as a leader, and as somebody who coaches people and gives people advice, let me tell you what's going to happen. <laughs> when you set these boundaries and limits, one or two things is going to happen first. This is like one of those puzzles where they're like, yo, if this is true, if you're on fire, go to step two. If you're not on fire, go to step one, right? So one or two things is going to happen and we go from there. When you kind of set expectations and limits, and mind you, this is after you see that it's not being amicable or it's just being disrespectful. And I get it. Some people are just loud and whatnot, but it's the difference between you know, being loud and then you being disrespectful or rude and not listening and all of that. One or two things, they're not going to want to talk to you anymore, which is okay because you're not being the person that's standoffish, right? You're still willing to talk. You just sound and set some ground rules or you're going to get to a better place, which in the diagram, if they respect it, then you can move to part two. Now that in itself, they may not take it well initially, but if they get past it, it's going to help to build trust, respect, and understanding in relationships. Let me give y'all an example. Bro, I have a homegirl who's a close friend of mine. I ain't going to put her name out. If you listen, you know me, you probably know who I'm talking about. I can literally plan a trip with this person and go across country, right, and not even have everything planned. Be okay with loaning each other money and knowing it's going to get paid back. And never have an issue with that person. Meanwhile, there's some people who I can talk to about a whole plan and get in the detail with it and say like, yo, these are our expectations on this trip and it's going to be a problem. The thing that's there is there have been trust and respect and understanding that has been built in that situation. So each person know where they stand. My homeboy, one of my accountability partners, bro, and I'm sure he don't mind me speaking on this, but... His daughter, who I will now volunteer and say is my goddaughter. I'm one of her godfathers after I had to go do that. But long story short, he's not in a situation. He's, he's out of state handling some business, right? I needed to get a gift to his daughter from him, right? That, 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 um, <laughs> that required me to go to a place I hate, Walmart, right? Target and a couple of other things. And it got delivered. But long story short, afterward, when I'm talking to him and we laughing about it, he said something that stuck out to me. He was like, man, we understand each other. He was like, I know how you get some time with your anxiety. And he said that to me. And guess what? I didn't take it personal because me and him have an understanding. I know he's not just going to disrespect me on that. Number one. Number two, I'm self-aware. I do be anxious. My anxiety do be getting to me. But I know that he got respect for me. He ain't taking no shots at me. Ha, ha, ha. After that, right? So you have to. 
learn this communication boundary before you can go anything else when it comes to dealing with people, man. My father, man, and yo, I'm probably going to have a YouTube channel come out with just some of the some of the stuff me and my father go through and it's like as he gets older and I get older and I get more grace I, I just like handle it a different way right I know that my dad's kind of a wise guy he gonna crack some he gonna say something smart you feel me I know that he's a showman so if there's company or we're in a at an event or something he gonna be a little bit different right but because I know that I do I handle him a certain way you feel me like this is the same guy who saw one gardener snake put down some snake repellent and change the whole ecosystem around my house. You feel me? But it's just like, I'm not going to yell at him. I'm not going to do anything that's going to stress him out. And it's a, it's, it's a constant battle. Like sometimes I'd be like, yo, this is just old people stuff. Right. But I still understand what I'm getting from him. And when you do this, when you focus on the communication aspect first and have boundaries and rules about how you're going to communicate it's going to eventually reduce misunderstandings and conflicts because things that would normally be misunderstanding and conflicts you'll find are just normal conversations that y'all had. That wasn't even a big deal because y'all have understanding and boundary setting on your communication. So that's the first one boundary setting uh, being, you know, essential for maintaining healthy relationships. And I just locked in on communication. There's a bunch of other things you can do. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people call them standards. Right now, standards be a little bit more selfish. I'm just going to keep it real with you. A boundary. We coming from a more righteous aspect. All right. Let's get into point number two. The boundary setting and the importance of it to attack your, you know, what I'm saying emotional and mental well-being. Bro. I said this in the last episode. We have to be mindful of the self-talk that we give ourselves. A majority of the time, people are programmed, pre-programmed to giving themselves a uh, negative self-talk, right? I know me personally, I just talked about my anxiety. If I don't monitor, and the whole idea is you got to be aware of this stuff, right? You can't just fly through it. But if I don't monitor my anxiety, it, it'll get the best of me. You know, you know what I mean? So for instance, me, whenever I still are getting agitated or annoyed or anxious, I have to every time, every time, y'all, because it's work when it comes to this. I have to ask myself, like, bro, why are you really annoyed by that? Is that really a good reason to be annoyed? Is it just something that's just, you know, inconvenient? And you have to set limits on what's acceptable behavior and communications um, to avoid situations that can just drain you, right? You have to be uh, aware of what you will accept as an environment. Because we talked about this earlier on. We all have some type of triggers, some are more damaging than others. Some are more apparent than others. But we all have things that will trigger us for anxious, man. One young lady I, I was dating, bro, by me saying that's weird, that triggered her for some reason. You feel me? So we all have triggers and whatnot. But we have to understand boundary settings and what we're going to be willing to accept to do to ourselves from ourselves and from other people because it's going to cut down on a lot of those stresses and anxieties and energy drainings. Let me give you an example. Fear. If you let fear run you, bro, that will drain you, and then you will start to doubt yourself. If you don't challenge the negativity that you may sometimes feel about yourself in situations, or at least look at it to see if it's correct, it will drag you. The mind is a powerful and a amazing thing made by the creator himself, right? 
bro, if you that joint is gonna run. You don't have to tell it to breathe. You don't have to tell it to blink your eyes so your eyes can be wet. You don't have to tell it to. You don't have to tell it to do none of that. So if you don't think, your brain's not gonna just sit there and be inactive, right? So we have to be aware of that. Now, when it comes to that, and this one is going back kind of to like setting boundaries with people, but it's for yourself as a believer, right? Bro, if you're in a toxic situation, and let me give you an example of a toxic situation, because most people tell you a toxic situation is just behavior like, yo, I know he wants to talk to me, so I'm going to ignore him because I know it makes him want to talk to me more. That's just some Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle toxic. Let me give you another example of toxic uh, relationship or behavior that most people don't see. If you're a person who's looking to be the best version of yourself and every day you striving to do that, and you're with a person who's not and who's okay with where they're at, especially if they're not in a righteous place, if they're just like dwelling in the sin and the abyss, bruh, that's going to be toxic. That you got to set those type of boundaries on what you're willing to accept as well. I know me as a believer, bro, in retrospect, I totally understand why the Bible says don't have no sex till you marry. It messes stuff up. It clouds your judgment. It will cloud your judgment. And if y'all are being honest, I think a lot of times if you're sexually active, bro, sex is going to make you go outside of having some class and knowing yourself and valuing yourself and not in an arrogant way. But, bro, if you're trying to go to church every day and, and the chick you're trying to date who y'all might have good sex is a stripper or posing nude, it's probably not going to work, bro. And it's going to eat at you. It's going to eat at your core as a believer because... We can go to scripture. The dark and the light can't exist together. Believers not even supposed to be with that type of person, right? But it's going to throw you too much off of your game. We got to stop letting this physical stuff affect our physical, right? Just because somebody looks good or might be preferable for you or might be eye candy or if you're sexually active, they're good at sex, bro. Well, hell, if you working on being a diligent person and you waking up every day trying to go into the Bible and they waking up every day going straight to Facebook, that's going to wear on you. You're selling yourself short. Right. I know sometimes a lot of times when I'm in the dating market, I get asked by women. They like, yeah, I might have this many kids and I don't want no more kids. And i am gotten to a better place, which I'm not going to get into now, but it's just like they really got to leave it up to me. But I have to ask myself, like, is that something that I could really do? Can I really be with somebody long term and have to just deal with their kids and not have any more kids? We have to have these boundaries and limitations on ourselves. It's going to help avoid triggering anxiety and anger and draining your energy, bro. Like y'all ever heard where somebody like, and it, it, I think this whole love stuff right now don't have boundaries. If, if you want to be honest, y'all ever heard somebody be like, yo, you bring out the worst part of me. Like I see, see it in movies and all the stuff where these people are supposed to be in love. And because you love them so much, they have the power to make you that mad. I don't know if that really makes sense. We have to set boundaries. If you're not a person who like to be arguing and all of that, bruh. It's going to get to a point to where you could get to a better place with that person or you're going to have to, for the sake of yourself, set those boundaries to affect, to help protect your emotional and mental well-being. That stuff drains on you. It question it, it, it makes you start to question things. And when it comes to dealing with somebody in a relationship in the long term, it's going to build resentment. Real quick story, and then I'll get into the last one. Man, this young lady, and I don't know, well, I'm not even going to get into that, but I'm just going to say this. At the time when I really wanted to date her, and I was like head over heels in love with this person. She know who I'm talking about, 
But at this time, I was throwing parties, right? I was uh, still producing music, but I was really, really active in that scene. So I was at the studio. I was at these mansions and doing all of that stuff. And I was younger and emotional. And I was on, I was on the tip where I was just like, yo, if you date me, I'll stop doing it, right? And she told me some of the, and this really made me like her more, but she told me some of the realest stuff ever. She was like, um, I wouldn't date you if I wouldn't date you knowing that because that's something that you love or something you're into right now. And eventually you're going to start looking at me. And she, this is just, you know, not always, but she was definitely more mature than me on that, on the mental aspect. She was like, you're going to start looking at me and seeing the things that you love that you let go of. And that was just really deep, but we have to have these boundaries. All right. All right. Last but not least, boundary setting when it comes to personal growth and self-esteem, bro. Let's talk. Let's talk about it. Um, When people, like, have clear boundaries and they actually enforce them, because that'd be the other thing, right? And we're going to actually talk about that on this one right here. When they enforce them, a lot of times that can rub people the, the wrong way. Like, I used to look at powerful personalities, um outspoken personalities and it kind of annoyed me because i'd be like who does this person think they are but in retrospect as i got a little bit you know more intellect i realized what they doing is they're establishing stuff and they about to enforce it and what they're actually doing is they're inserting their values beliefs and personal rights which in retrospect i respect that right because that will help you when you start enforcing it and asserting that when it comes to self-development, that's going to help you develop a stronger sense of self-worth, self-respect, and self-esteem. Let me explain. Uh, for instance, before I started getting on my spiritual journey and all of this stuff, like I just told y'all, man, I used to be in the strip club all the time, bro. Just like, and I ain't even really liked the strip club. I was just there because my people was there. But when I started looking at the kind of woman I wanted to attract, what I wanted to bring, reading in the Bible and whatnot, it just started becoming like not a sense of my identity. And I mean, this kind of goes back to number one when it comes from boundary setting, when it comes to communicating relationships with people. There are certain things that certain people that I've known for a while won't even say to me or in front of me. And it's because in some way or another, whether it be, and I, well, it's not even somewhere or another. I know what it is. I live it. I try not to talk it. I try to live it. I've established and enforced these boundaries. Seven or eight years ago, I might go get with some cousins on my father's side of the family, and they would have no problem with me hopping in the car when some other things was going on, right? Nowadays, they probably tell me like, yo, cuz, don't ride with me on this one. You follow me? Um... That helps establish my identity because I realized that, and I don't do it for this reason, but it's like a beacon of light. You know what I'm saying? It's somebody who is being positive and trying to, trying at least, to rise above it, right? Like, my cousins are hit me up for something silly, but they won't hit me Sunday morning. They'll hit me Sunday in the afternoon. They'll be like, uh, cuz, I knew you was at church earlier, but you know what I'm saying? And it can help you when you set those boundaries for yourself, help you establish your identity and your self-esteem. Now, I want to make it very clear when it comes to these things that we were talking about. A large part of setting boundaries, because it's almost like peer pressure. Like a lot of people will tell you there's things that, that they know better than or there's things that they know they shouldn't subject themselves to. But for whatever reason, I'm always empathetic. They still do. So 
the most important thing, and I'm gonna leave leave it with this to you know establishing these these boundaries and knowing how to keep things from going out of bounds or to keep yourself from going out of bounds is you have to enforce it. All right. Yo, we're going to wrap up this episode, episode 513, Out of Bounds. I love y'all. We're going to get my frat brothers in here, Vey and Quill. We're going to talk about some good stuff, whether it comes to brothership, service, philanthropy, all of that good stuff. Please go like, subscribe, share, follow me online. Check out the marketplace. Cop some merch. I appreciate it. Reach out to me. And remember, each and every day, look to do two things. Lessen the suffering of somebody else and learn something. Until next week, I love y'all. You got this. Stay up. Yeah, yeah. Thank you